0: of the top 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 of the A Flavor
1: Odyssey. The Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of A Flavor Odyssey. We come to you uh, semi, semi live ish from a Lot B, Cigar Dojo Studio, out here in uh, unseasonably warm mm. uh, California. Indeed. I'm your host Robbie Raz. My co-host Randy Griggs. We are going to talk about some beer and cigars today. We're very excited, and we've got a giveaway. What is this our first giveaway on oh, the show? It's our first giveaway, and it's pretty that sweet pretty too. Cool. We'll get in. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, Randy, how you doing? I'm doing well, Rob. Yeah, that's Thank good. Thank you. That's good yeah. to hear. Yeah, no. It's uh, like you said, it's been a bit
0: warm out here, uh, but beautiful weather. Life is good. Why wouldn't I be happy?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Had kind of a boring week. Well, it was your birthday, so happy birthday! Oh, oh thank you. On the air, I'm so. I'm going to be honest. I had uh, a lot of beer and cigars on my birthday. Not a bad way. And to spend it, it it was it was good. No, uh, June uh, from Developing Palates mm-hmm. and uh, Steve, a good friend of ours, came over and um, hung out. We smoked cigars and what did I smoke? I started with a Patina Connecticut, uh-huh. uh, because it's a good cigar and uh, Mo is a good personal friend of mine. Mo's the owner of Patina. It's So I smoked that, one of my favorite Connecticut's on the market, actually. Um, And then after that, what did I smoke after that? I smoked an Añejo um, 888, the 888, which I had never smoked before. It's got a really sharp uh, um, torpedo cap on it. That was very good. It's like a 46 ring gauge, I think. That's the Arturo Fuente, right? Yes, the Arturo Fuente Añejo. Uh, enjoyed that. And then we actually dug into the vault a little bit out of my humidor. I've got a box of T-52s, since we're on the uh, Drew Estate kick. Um, from I, I must have bought them in 2011. Nice. So they are uh, very well-aged yeah. and super smooth. Super, super smooth. They've lost some of their punch, um, as cigars are going to do after seven or eight years. But um, very good. It was a great day. Had a good time. Very good. The 49ers won. An ugly yeah, win. Yeah. The, uh, they keep winning. Yeah. I'm kind of into that. Yeah. I won my fantasy baseball league, too. That was the championship ended yesterday. So that was a nice little... It was a good day. Wow, yeah. yeah. You really killed it this it weekend. It was a good Rob day. Rob was
0: the winner of the weekend, mm. as they would say.
1: Mm-hmm. So we are here with letter D. So we've got... <clears throat> and this is... So these... Uh, and I've got notes over here, so... You catch me looking at my notes. Well done. Don't catch me slipping. Um, we've got the... Uh, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Dave Chappelle lately. Ah. And. Uh, so now you just entertain yourself? I do. And now <laughs> I just... I, I hear his bits in my head and I'm just laughing.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> Death by Coconut from Oscar Blues. We've talked about this before. Um, uh, we talked about Oscar Blues before. Maybe not this beer. Right. Um, and the and beer
0: actually came from a recommendation from the audience.
1: Yep, Kevin Acuff. Nice. And I think it's my he, boy. This was... He called this out like right at the beginning. I think when we did the show on Smoke Night Live, when... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we were talking about letters, and he was like, oh, for D, you have to do this. Because I, I know Kevin and I have talked about it. We may have shared one together. I'm not sure. Um, but we, we definitely talked about this beer. It's um, seasonal release. We'll get into all that. And we are also smoking... The Liga Pravada. I'm sure there's a Eric probably has yeah. a picture on the screen, so yeah. I don't need to show you guys. That's right. Uh, we're getting better. Yeah, and yeah, it was er- it's Eric, not Jordan, that's doing it. Eric, Eric is, is our producer, Master Sensei himself. He's the man behind the uh, behind the buttons. That's right. Um, so from Drew Estate, letter D, Drew Estate, Liga Pravada number nine. This was a big one for our a big recommendation for our uh, numbers episode. Right. And it was also um, a recommendation from Mark Burns. He said, you got to do something from Drew Estate. He wasn't specific about the, the number nine, but um, we took a look at our, uh, our humidors and decided this was the one that we had the most of. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and uh, you know, there's the, the, the ratzillas and all that stuff, and we didn't want to get too too the with The Unico series. Yeah, the Unico, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being more uh, specific than me, so we wanted to go with something super approachable. Everybody can find the cigar, but th- it's interesting though this is still pretty limited in in the amount that they make right and well actually let's just jump right into that cool um, <clears throat> so I was talking with uh, with onfan he's uh, with your estate and on An, I apologize. I know you're a brand manager is the brand manager of is it it's I don't know what because they have multiple brand managers, sure. so I know you're, you're a brand manager i didn't I didn't get your uh, full title, so I apologize. Um, and I just asked him, I said, you know, are there any tidbits you want me to want us to talk about? Um, I mean, everybody knows about the cigar, right? Liga Pravada is Do a they? big deal. I think so. Okay. I think if you're watching this show, you sure. know about Liga Pravada. We'll go into the nuts and bolts of it, with the blend and everything. But I mean, I, th- I, th- I would imagine that 98% of the people watching the show have smoked this cigar. Fair enough. I would think. You think that's too high? Yes. 90. 90 is safe yeah. yet, I would I, say. Okay. Maybe 98 is too high. It's too high. Um so he he just had a couple of tidbits um one thing everybody talks about the T52 which is the other uh Core Liga Provada line uh as being stock cut the uh, all the tobacco is stock cut. But the tobacco for the number 9 is stock cut as well. And I people just don't really think about it that way. I didn't really think about it that way. And now correct me if I'm wrong cuz you've
0: known about these cigars a lot longer than I have. Isn't Liga 9 as kind of famous as it is because it was one of the early Connecticut Maduro-wrapped cigars in premium tobacco? Wasn't it kind of like a pioneer of that wrapper specifically?
1: Yeah, in essence, I believe uh, it was. I, I don't have anything that I can point to but uh, that's the way that I understand it as well. Yep. So if not, they've done a really good job of marketing it that way. <laughs> no, it is. They this, popularized Yeah, it is and this else. is, this is yep. one of those cigars that, uh, I mean, when I first started smoking, I would see the band. And the band, I think, is just really cool because it's, I mean, you've looked at this band a hundred times because you've all smoked this cigar. 100% of you have smoked this. Um, <laughs> and it's it just has little little things on here, um, just, just cool little stuff that, to me, it looks like, if you're in a factory, it looks like a... a like just a little piece of paper that's attached to a bundle. Yeah. That it looks like it's a behind the scenes. Like they're right. pulling the curtain back right. a little bit. It's very
0: artisanal. It's yeah. kind of rustic. Yeah, and Yeah. Yeah. So they they, a bit. they
1: kind of pioneered that a little bit. Um, let's see. I'll go in the uh, the the blend. Connecticut broadleaf uh, number one darks. The that's the wrapper <coughs> binder is plantation grown Brazilian matafina. That's a very fancy tobacco, and that might be that. This might be the cigar that put that tobacco. Kind of on the map, on map a little as bit as well. too, um, but again, two of my favorite yeah r- tobaccos yeah, right yeah. <laughs> But th- but I mean this these these tobaccos have been used for a while, so I, I don't want to say that they were the first to use sure. it. But um, when when someone asks about when me. someone asks about Modafina, this is one of the first cigars that pops into my head. Okay, uh, and the filler is uh, Nicaraguan and Honduran, <clears throat> medium. They say strength is medium to full, which I would totally agree with. Mm-hmm. When I first smoked this cigar, it was like boom, full in your face, cabal. But it doesn't really, the, the industry has changed so much over the last five or six years that it's not really cabal anymore. Right. I remember the first time I had a Sierra Nevada pale ale, and it was like, oh, holy hops. Right. And now it's like, eh, you know, yeah, get some grapefruit there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same kind of concept, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this comes in a bunch of different sizes. I mean, we could go. We're smoking, actually, smoking different sizes tonight. Basically, the same. Um, I'm smoking the Bellicoso, you're smoking the Toro. They are both 6x52, uh, um, which is a nice size for me. Uh, the Petite Coronas are good. The Short Pantellas. The Corona Viva is probably my favorite.
0: That's that new one that came out last year, right? Uh,
1: the Corona Viva has been around for a while. Okay. Um, and it's, uh, it's a tweaked, that blend is slightly tweaked. Um, there's the Flying Pig, which I haven't smoked a Flying Pig in a while. I've never smoked the
0: Liga Flying Pig. I've only smoked the Undercrown Flying Pigs.
1: Mm. Mm. You know which one I'm thinking of? The feral flying pig. Ah, That's a little bit different. Blend. That's one of the unicos. Yeah, that's a little bit different. And anyway, so we're talking about that. So An wanted to touch on a couple of things. The tobacco is aged for a year. So you stock cut tobacco. Do you know about stock cut tobacco? A little bit. Yeah? So you're going to correct everything that I'm about to say that's wrong?
0: I don't know enough to correct you, I don't <laughs> think, on this one.
1: So basically, they, you're, the, the tobacco is cut leaving some of the stem on there, is the way that I understand it. So the stem, stay, a little bit of the stalk, stays on the tobacco and nutrients is still drawn from the stalk after it is removed from the plant and when it goes through the, uh, the whole process of the drying process and all that. So there is more nutrients that's taken. So it becomes, from what I understand, it becomes thicker and it's a bit harder to work with and it takes much longer to uh, to ferment.
0: Right. And, it, and even when it's growing, I believe yeah. the, the leaves are just much, much thicker. Mm. Um, they're large leaves. I know that. They're like big-ass elephant ears. Mm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, instead of doing primings where they're hanging pairings of leaves mm-hmm. in the in the curing barns, uh, they're hanging the entire plant practically. Yeah.
1: yeah. So they, they're they still drawing that nutrients. Um, and so that adds to the flavor profile, et cetera. Uh, a little bit more strength that you're going to get out of that, too. <laughs> it's funny. One of the questions I asked him was, which do you think is spicier, the T fifty two or the nine? Because this is, I feel like, one of those topics that guys will argue until they're blue in the face, and the opposite ends. Obviously, it's all going to be subjective. To me, I've always felt that the nine was spicier. I always have. But now that we're smoking this one, it's not super spicy. It's got a nice kick on the retro, mm. a nice clean pepper spice, yeah, black you get pepper, that pepper, yeah. which is really nice. Yeah, I uh, think this one's known for black
0: pepper. And just for context. I would say these are maybe a year, a year plus a little bit from purchase.
1: Okay. So for context. yeah, And the stuff doesn't sit around on the shelves too long. I mean, it's much more available now, Mm -hmm. uh, I think, than it was a few years ago for obvious reasons. Um, But uh, maybe the reasons aren't obvious when Swisher bought uh, Drew Estate, the production, which tends to happen in situations like that. You have more money. To uh, to to do what you're doing, you get more people. Therefore, you buy more tobacco, and you're making more
0: product. But it also fluctuates. I think um, sure because I know, uh, especially Conne- with the Liga Pravada stuff. Well, yeah, those the Connecticut specifically. It's it's one. It's, it's I believe the furthest northern uh, growing region, and they do suffer more um, yeah. uh, weather kind of changes where uh, a wet season will ruin an entire harvest. Sure. Um, And so, like, I believe I just heard recently that we're currently in a broadleaf shortage. Oh, So I think that there's ebbs and flows uh, from just agricultural reasons uh, of being able to bring this crop to harvest. I think you have a little bit more uh, moderate and and constant temperatures closer to the equator. Mm. Um, I think uh, in Connecticut, they suffer a little bit more. More fluctuation. Yeah,
1: definitely. It's funny when you said uh, a broadleaf shortage, I immediately pictured like... Cars lining up for gas in the '70s, because all the gas shortages in the '70s. You ever see those? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's popular. It's called
0: the Great Depression, I believe.
1: (laughs) The 1970s?
0: Oh, no,
1: not the '70s. Did
0: you say the '70s?
1: Yeah. All right. Um. (laughs) Anyway. Uh. So the the Liga Privada stuff is it's they're not limited cigars, um. But they are. they're limited in the the folks who roll them. If you ever go to the Drew Estate factory, and if you get a chance to go on one of the, uh, uh, one of the safari trips, do it. They sell out like that, but if you get a chance, they're a blast. I've been a couple of times, and um, when you go on the rolling floor, the rolling floor is huge, and there's so many people, and they're rolling cigars. And then you go into this one room off to the side, and there's like 15 tables, maybe 20, and... That's the Liga Pravada room. Oh, really? And half the room is rolling nine, and half the room is rolling T-52. Is that right? Yeah. And when I was there, (coughs) there was definitely a shortage because the nine tables were full of rollers. The T-52 tables, there was nobody there. They didn't have have the tobacco to roll it Hmm. at the time. Um, So only certain people get to to roll it, and um, they're limited to the amount of cigars that they can roll in a day now usually because they don't want to rush them exactly yeah. Yeah. exactly so it's it's they're sticking to you know strict codes of uh, production quality things like that right. so <clears throat> 250 cigars is the max according to their website um, is that right yeah. I, I didn't know that That was a wild ass guess that I said for quality reasons no no it's absolutely true hmm. Um and it's well it's a combination of things there's only so much tobacco too um, and what else what else did he want to talk about stock cut we covered that um most they can roll blah 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 it's it's a super thick wrapper um on both the uh the 9 and the 52 so they it's it, they can be tough to work with and sometimes they can be the cigar can be perfectly rolled well maintained and everything they can go out on you a little bit is something i've noticed like i've already had to relight this a couple of times granted i'm talking a lot but um Oil production is supposed to be yeah. super high in, yeah, yeah. in this one. Yeah, yeah. so there's uh, and th- those are all things that are going to get into combustion where you, you have to make up for that later with your uh, with your binder and your fillers. But So that's kind of the background on the number nine. I think most of you guys know the nine. Uh, again, 100%, 150% of you guys have smoked it <laughs> seven times. Um, and so the beer that we went with, I'm really excited because I love this beer, and I've mm. loved it since the day it first came out and uh, Kevin suggested it, and I was like, dude, yeah, we'll totally do it. I wasn't sure when the, because uh, it's a limited edition, not limited edition, but it's a seasonal beer, so right. if you want to jump in with some of that, because I know you've got the background. Uh, You're the beer guy. You brought the beer. Did I catch you off guard? <laughs> so it's, no, they come out every fall, and it's, it makes perfect sense because it's it's a darker beer. They And Randy, they call it a, uh, they call it an Irish porter. They do call it an Irish it's porter. Irish-style porter. How do you feel about that?
0: <laughs> Not good, I think. Rob loves it when I have my soapbox moments. Mm. He forces me to put it onto the show. Now
1: I get to smoke my cigar.
0: Uh, so I am a, a style purist. Um, I literally became a beer judge at 21 years old. Uh, so I've been a beer judge the entire entirety of my legal smoking life. Um, and so, actually, beer judging is uh, one of the best structured judging. I've become a judge of several other uh, things from barbecue and wine. And beer has the most objective model of any judging that I'm aware of. Uh, So typically flavor is a very subjective thing. We all have uh, flavor memories from our experiences all the way from childhood uh, through our adult life. You know, some people have bad experiences with a meal and they'll remember a a certain aroma or a certain flavor and attribute that to negative feelings and that will change the way that they perceive that flavor the rest of their life and conversely you know have positive things uh, as well and so subjectivity is always part of any type of flavor evaluation but with beer there's actually a style guideline written uh, by the beer judge certification program the BJCP there's an app they do have an app, so you can access these. Um, they have a rigorous testing process to become a beer judge. And they will. They state in a description of a style exactly the flavors that it should have, that it shouldn't have, that are never permissible, that are sometimes permissible. Um, and so for me... Because I kind of grew up drinking craft beer from the perspective of a beer judge, uh, identifying the style is very important to me to create an expectation and to to evaluate uh, the job that the brewer did uh, in in creating the beer. Uh, Irish porter is not a recognized style. (laughs) Uh, Irish stout is. Robust porter is. Um, There's all kinds. So what would you call this?
1: Is it, is it fair to ask that question just by tasting it? Uh, sure. Without knowing ingredients and stuff.
0: Yes. Uh, cause the Irish aspect is virtually always going to be about the yeast. Mm. Irish yeast, uh, creates a certain flavor profile in stouts. That's going to be different than an American stout, different than an Imperial, uh, uh, a milk stout, sweet stout. Um, so to me, honestly, uh, I get a. This has a ton of toasted coconut flavor. It's got a great chocolatey you note. Know, a good amount of sweetness without lingering sweetness. Yeah. It's it, it. It's not cloyingly sweet mm, where it's like word. sticky and uh, really hangs around. <clears throat> it doesn't, to me, exhibit a lot of characteristics that I think of when I think of Irish stout. So. <laughs> so so, what
1: are we? What what style would you call it? Putting you on the spot. It's a style. It's, it's okay, so it's <laughs> style. okay. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> so this is a, this has been around since 2015. Um, comes out every year in August, apparently. So these were these were canned just about a month ago. August 28th is when they were packaged. Mm. It looks like they had some events around the country. Um, on August 20th, kind of a release date. So, uh, so that's what you know about that, and we've kind of covered the uh, the beer for that. Let's let's jump into the giveaway, which I was remiss. I should have mentioned this a long time ago. So we've got so actually, let me pull up exactly what it's called that we've got here. There, uh, it is a Dirty Rat swag kit, is what I was told, and now I can't find it on my phone. You told
0: me Ratzilla, which is oh Ratzilla. You're actually right, a different cigar.
1: You're right. It's not the dirty rat. It's the Ratzilla. Um, it is. Yeah, we got three Ratzilla swag kits. So three the of them. Are, three of them. We get three winners on one show. Word. We're gonna pick three winners. So the pictures of this are gonna pop up as we talk. There is a an ashtray, so like a, it looks like a two finger ashtray. There is a metal stand, like a little metal, almost not like this, but it's akin to that idea, and uh, it comes in this nice box. And there is a silver uh, cigar like travel case, like you fit I think it's a three cigar travel case, and it's actually oh, yeah. engraved. This one in the picture is not that you're looking at, but uh, that will be engraved. I don't think it's engraved with your name or anything. I think it's just engraved with uh, it'll say Radzilla Drew estate, something like that on there. Well, um, I,
0: I can see the pictures and I got a sneak peek at this stuff. If you guys haven't seen I'm sure most of you, 100 percent of you actually well, of have course seen because they were the, just up on the screen. Oh, right, so literally 100 percent of them. but, have seen but it. the Drew estate gear other well, swag is on point man it, it, yeah it it really embodies their brand mm-hmm. what they're all about the whole subculture and, and that kind of you know street art and yep. uh i i love their gear the, these are fantastic giveaways i'm super pumped that
1: we get to so how about these so how are we going to pick the winners so yesterday being tuesday uh i posted a live video and i let you guys know that we had this giveaway because we found out about the giveaway after I did the live on Monday where I told you guys what the pairing was. So on Tuesday I did a separate live video. And I let you guys know that you have to be watching the show now. So you have to be here. And uh, you'll post something. Must some- be
0: present to win.
1: Indeed. Present to win. And you'll have to post uh, post something in the chat that makes you stand out. And it, And we're kind of just leaving it at that. It could be like something funny. Uh, we have uh, one of our guys does he's done a couple of funny pictures that have Randy and I in <laughs> Different settings, I guess <laughs> is, is Nothing inappropriate shout out uh, Chris Flood. Yeah, no, so something <laughs> maybe bring something like that now granted you would have had to have known this yesterday uh, To do something like that, although you've got probably another 20 minutes. So get Photoshop out and and see what you can do uh, Maybe like a little uh, like a haiku or something. What's I don't even know what a haiku is It's like a poem but something do something something special funny endearing good story uh hey the first time i met randy you know it was he saved me from magic my cat moment. was stuck in a tree and you know he whittled a. uh he got some branches and made a ladder and climbed up there whittled and whittled a ladder He whittled <laughs> a ladder out of a tree trunk and uh, and climbed up there anyway so we'll pick that we're going to do that during the chat we're pre-recording this so um obviously, but, uh, during the chat, I should be there. Hopefully, uh, I don't, hopefully Randy can be there. Um, we're chatting with you guys right now. If not, uh, uh, Jordan and Eric will take care of it, but that's, that's the prize. We've got three of those. They are super, super sweet. You guys saw the pictures. Um, so hopefully you guys come with some, uh, something funny, something entertaining, something cool, uh, to, uh, make yourself stand out and get yourself a prize pack. And thank you to, uh, Drew Estate for those prize packs.
0: Yes. A huge thank you to mm. Drew Estate mm-hmm. for. Uh, supporting the show here and for sharing your
1: amazing artistic creativity with the world. (laughs) So what do you think I'm not going to ask you Mm. because I was about to take a sip and I just did but uh, I was going to throw you under the bus but I'm going to jump in and tell you what I think of the pairing so far Mm. and we're about we've got about 15 minutes left so it may change and we're about halfway through the cigar maybe eh, right at the end of the first third I guess. Uh, The cigar is phenomenal you know, I haven't had a, a number nine in a while, and I've always been more of a T-52 guy. Is that right? But <clears throat> this is a lot smoother than I remember them being. Mm. Um, it's, it does have that spice on the retrohale, which is, is actually very, very nice, especially with the sweetness of the beer. It kind of mellows all that out. Um, I'm not in love with the pairing, though. Is that right? Yeah. I feel like... I think to date, you're all thumbs up. Well, I was kind of thumbs ish. Oh, I mean, they had right. the up and down, up and down, like uh, the thumb. Yeah, that was, was too much. That was garbage. Yeah. You said thumbs down. Yeah, I never did <laughs> say. I said everything but thumbs down. Um, and this would probably be in the same thing. I don't hate it, but I know this beer, and I'm losing a lot of the flavor. I'm losing some of that sweetness. I'm losing the the coconut. If you've had this, the coconut is. I mean, it's right up front. It's not hidden anywhere and I'm losing a bit of that. Mm. So I know that my experience uh, for the beer is being is being tainted a little bit, hmm. kind of run over right. by the cigar. I think the cigar is doing just fine, and I think this even does maybe highlight a little bit more of that the earthy tones out of the cigar, um, and that spice and the retrohale really is super present for me. Um, but, I mean, it's fine, I just feel like I'm losing a bit on the beer side. Okay, well, real quick, since We're still kind of figuring out the
0: uh, I think we just solidified in the last Show or two you know we're going Thumbs up thumbs down Mm -hmm. Uh, So being that binary uh, I think in the last Show you even said well I don't hate It Mm -hmm. to me to Have and we're doing a Pairing show here uh, It's true, And and, and we're saying whether this is A a good pairing so To me it doesn't have to be the most Perfect pairing in the world and I don't Have to hate it is this something that I would present to a group of folks that maybe this was a new beer or a new cigar or both to them and and feel that it illustrates a good example of when you pair two things together. Hmm. And so to me, I mean, the last show, I gave it a thumbs down because it wasn't one that's worth... worth writing down and making sure that it's part of a future presentation. I'm going to definitely
1: revisit this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, this works to me. Mm. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to rate it just yet, but, uh, going into into the cigar, this is a fantastic cigar. I, I think, you know, at one time it was the height of boutique hard to, you know, get your hands on one of the most respected cigars out there. Uh, you know, I think cigars have gone through a lot of what craft beer has where, you know, five, ten years ago, there wasn't this huge access to a to a large number of really, really high end products. Sure. And so when the field is smaller, uh, you know, a great product stands out all that much more because so many things are below it today. There's so many more brands or so many more really really uh great blenders with great palettes and and better access to high quality tobacco than there was 10 years ago um that i think the playing field has broadened i think this is still a fantastic cigar that maybe isn't quite as sought after as it once was but is such a quality um opportunity to taste really really damn good tobacco um And I love that double uh, Maduro binder and wrapper. Uh, And then the the beer, it's not too sweet. Like I said, it doesn't linger. You're right. The the coconut does fade uh, quickly after you you take another puff of your cigar. Um, Yeah, you you have to come back to me for my rating. Yeah,
1: I'm not ready to rate it yet. We still have a few minutes left. (laughs) Um, One thing I can say about uh, Death by Coconut is you can age it. A little bit. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend, I had some that were from 2015, which I didn't realize were original release. Um, <clears throat> and about, it was sometime last year. It might have been earlier this year anyway, uh, when it was colder, maybe January, something like that. And I cracked one of them open, and it, it had lost the bulk of the coconut. And I mean, that's four years sure. for, a, for a beer to, to sit like that. When you're coming in at, what is this, a five and a half? six and, and, a and a half yeah yeah. So it's the, the abv really isn't there to age it right right and so that and that flavor you're going to lose that, that that type of stuff coconut coffee you lose those types of flavors over time uh just like a cigar oxidation we talked about this in a right. previous episode so i would say if you find some of last year's you'd be just fine two years ago yeah, you might be pushing it so but it, these are they come in four packs um and it's like 11 bucks for a four pack, so it's not something that you need to age or it's, it's so special that you feel like, oh man, I can't open it. I mean, it's a limited release, but you could pick up three or four or four packs if you want to make sure you have some for the rest of the year or whatever. Um, I think they produce it through, it might just be a fall production for them. Mm-hmm. I don't think they produce it all the way through uh, December, but it doesn't say anywhere on the website, so I'm kind of guessing.
0: Now, you mentioned to me, though, that they do uh, release a barrel-aged version
1: there is a barrel aged version they had a rum barrel aged version um a couple years ago that uh, was available i think it was a tap room or brewery only and it was in that tall stove pipe can mm. that they put the uh the barrel aged 10 Fit in track that down by the way but that that's a big old big old beer and it's really good uh also that's more available now too because uh, i see it on the shelves i used to have to run and try to find it i'd get June would text me, "Hey, this place next to me has, you know, uh, barrel aged ten fifty. Do you want some? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, buy them all. Yeah. Uh, now you can find it pretty regularly. But there was a rum barrel aged version of this. Uh, a buddy of mine, Dan, who lives out in Colorado, um, grabbed one for me and sent it to me, and it was you. Am- you think about coconut and rum, and mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty damn good." It was pretty damn good. <laughs> I would love to track that down again. I don't know if they, they do a lot of weird stuff. I mean, especially with, not weird, but their, their barrel program mm-hmm. has, uh, you like that? Yeah, See, well I, done. I remember stuff. Uh, their barrel program has expanded a lot over the last yeah. few years. So with the, the 1050, they do like a Java version and a couple of different things. And I don't know if they do that with Death by Coconut. The only one I've seen is the rum, But it does exist. And I think I heard that they were distributing it now maybe, so maybe it's more widely available, uh, but I still haven't seen it. And there was, I couldn't find any mention of it. Uh, Granted, I didn't really look for that, but um, I'm sure there's mention of it online somewhere, but if you do get a chance to track one of those down, it's phenomenal.
0: And we'd be almost remiss to not mention, you know, you mentioned the Barrel Age 1050. That's a a collaboration with Cigar Dojo did a uh, release with Camacho Cigars um, that Eric and the guys actually acquired some of the bourbon barrels after they had already aged the 10 f- 50 in the barrel. They then shipped the barrels to Honduras where Davidoff and Camacho that's where things aged get expensive. The tobacco in the barrel that had mm. aged both bourbon and 10 fitty. And after doing a collaboration, one time release, they were actually able to acquire uh, more barrels and uh, do a full national release earlier this year or late last year, I believe. Uh, I've and smoked the cigar. Yeah, that's it's a very good. good pairing. I've done the 19.2 stovepipe uh, uh, bourbon
1: barrel age 1050 with the cigar, and it's an exceptional pairing. We should uh, maybe do a special episode with that. Yes. Just like a special. It's not going to be uh, it's not based on the, uh, the alphabet there, but it'll just be kind of a special episode. You, you
0: know, we're doing seasons cool. of this show, so we're in season one, the first round from A to Z. We're hoping
1: they pick up our option. Right. It sounded like in that interview that we did with Eric that we were already set for season two. I, I haven't received my check.
0: What, what about a season where we just do pairings of collaborations? We'd have to change the name of the show. Maybe that won't work.
1: Well, we could try. <laughs> I don't know how many, how many episodes we'd get out of that, but we'd give it a shot. Whatever. We're getting off topic. Um, <clears throat> I think what we might do is uh, get some input from the audience as to far as what season two is going to be like. But we're only in letter D. we got a ways to go. That's true. Um, so we're about 30, 33 minutes, give or take. Um, I want to keep the shows a little bit shorter. We've been going 50, almost an hour. Uh, we want to keep it 35, 45 minutes. So uh, we're kind of getting towards the end here. Um, again, thanks to Drew Estate for the surprise packs. I hope you guys, like, I wish I could see what you guys were putting in the, in the chat room now. Cause I, it, the show would derail and we would go on for 45 minutes after this, because we'd be looking at all these cool things and funny things that you guys are saying. Cause I know you guys are going to bring it cause these are pretty cool prizes, but, um, we can't see that stuff yet. So. We can, let's kind of wrap up our thoughts on this pairing. I still don't know if I'm thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, You may have swayed me into the thumbs up uh, aspect of things because you are right. It's, there is, um, it's definitely kicking up in the body of the cigar. We're getting about the halfway point has really picked up for me as well. Um, Mm. But it also highlights the, the beer's a bit thin. The body on this, I don't think is, is really full bodied. Like the, the viscosity of the beer. Um, um, to me is a little bit thin, and that's why if you were to call this a stout, I would. Maybe that's why they had trouble naming it, like the style, because right. to me it doesn't it doesn't feel like I'm drinking a stout.
0: Well, by identifying it as Irish, you'd be comparing it to Guinness. Mm. So,
1: fair. Maybe with, that's why with, they did with
0: it. that as the baseline, it's that's a good point. Got significantly more body than than Guinness is. Um. And maybe that's why they called it a porter, because they didn't want the comparison to Guinness. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to rate this thing. I'm going to say this is a pairing that I think is very enjoyable. I think um, you do get a very dry finish on the cigar. Mm. Uh, that spicy, woody character. Um, there is plenty of chocolate in the cigar. Uh, so I'm going to lean more towards the flavor hook is the chocolate Rather than um, expecting the coconut to be highlighted, um, I, I would I would absolutely put this out again for a group of friends at an event and and tell them that this is a very good pairing. I'm gonna go thumbs up. So
1: you think that this that it's a hit on not just the flavor hook but the intensity? You think the intensity is matched? I kind of do. I
0: think hmm. you pointed out that. There was a time in, in cigars that this was seen as a full uh, intensity cigar. I'd say it's medium plus. Yeah. Um, and now maybe the beer is more of a medium, but, but I think with those additional characteristics, if you smoke the cigar and then go to the beer, the coconut and the sweetness are, are actually kind of uplift some of the flavor uh, for me for the cigar. I think if you go the other way, I see what you're saying. That kind of gets the beer gets pushed to the to the background a little bit more. Um, I think it's a good pairing.
1: I'm gonna go with thumbs up. I feel like I'm smoking the cigar really fast. Really? Oh yeah, I started before you because I I, like I keep I haven't smoked a a Liga Nine in a while, and I I think that um, maybe there was some perception out there that when uh, you know, the bigger company comes in and buys the other company. That the product's going to change, and and whether it does or it doesn't, you have that thought in your head. So you've already established in your mind that it's going to change. So you're going to think it did anyway. Um, I, I I feel like I've been sleeping on this cigar a little bit because it just maybe was a subconscious thing, and I was just like, yeah, you know, I've, I've had it, but it's probably not the same as it used to be. Blah blah blah. And I mean, maybe it's not exactly the same. I mean, cigars are different every year. It's a tobacco that's grown one year is going to be a little bit different than the year before and the blends change to try to match that same flavor right but um, I don't know I, I think I've just been sleeping on it because this is the first one I've smoked in I mean at least a year and right now I'm thinking why don't I smoke this all the time I can get this all the time and they're not super expensive I don't know why I don't smoke it more often so I'm learning a little bit about myself Deep. And the pairing? Deep thoughts. Uh, I'll, I'll, okay, you broke me down. I'm, I'll go thumbs up. But it's not like a super... It's not two thumbs up. You just changed <laughs> the rating system on us. We
0: just logged down that we're thumbs up or thumbs down. Now it's, it's, I, it's like one and a half thumbs.
1: No, it's a half a thumb. I'm going half <laughs> thumb.
0: That's two weeks in a
1: row that you go middle yeah, of the way. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll go thumbs up because you're right. It is... I'm not mad about it. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. My beer is almost gone. I'm I'm tugging away on this cigar because it is so. There is a lot of flavor, and maybe I'm just being too picky. Um, but I do feel like the the beer is getting run over a little bit, but not enough to yeah. where it's ruining the experience. So maybe I'm just being a little too harsh. I'll go thumbs up as well. Do you feel better now? You do, you bro. <laughs> so yeah, this yeah I I you you broke me down. Um, so uh, if you guys out there haven't had this beer i know you've all had the cigar we've established that already <laughs> if you haven't had the beer you i i really recommend if you like I, i'm and you know what's funny i don't like coconut you know i didn't want to tell
0: you because i didn't want to taint your opinion of anything i don't like coconut either but i like coconut in my beer i am loving the coconut yeah, in this beer. i,
1: I really like coconut in my beer and i like
0: uh so if you don't like coconut yeah.
1: don't let that yeah,
0: steer you away from trying the beer. Exactly,
1: uh, and I, but I do like uh, mounds and almond joy. I like those too. So then maybe, you like coconut. Maybe I bro. do just like coconut. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like I can't just I can't just picture myself just like gnawing on some coconut. You know, and I hate coconut water. Ugh. Oh. It's like sweaty feet. Hmm. Yeah, it's gross. Never heard that one. I've never tasted sweaty feet, but it's <laughs> what I imagine they would taste like. It's yeah, and it, it, it's good for you, you know, electrolytes and all that stuff, but. <laughs> Um, My wife drinks it, and I just... Why would you do that to yourself? I'd rather just drink plain water. Or sparkling water. Yeah, or give me a Gatorade or something if I'm, you know, really... Some electrolytes. I need those electrolytes. But you can get that water that has electrolytes in it now. It's good for you. Smart water. Yeah, Yeah. super smart. It's expensive water. Um, Okay, so we're we're right up against it. So, um, where are we at here? So we've got next week... We'll be back with the letter E. 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 That's going to be interesting. We haven't even discussed discussed. E yet. Espinosa. um, Epernay from Illusione. Mm. I like that cigar. Yeah. Isn't that one of your favorites? Yeah. Mm. Just uh, pretty much anything. Dion. the hell of a blender, man. Hell of a blender. There's actually the Epernay 10th anniversary that's. I don't know. if It's coming out. Yeah. This month? I don't know if that's out yet. Maybe we could do that. That'd be fun a new cigar although that's probably pretty limited but we'll see um so letter e and so we'll need a beer and a cigar for that uh friday on the dojo we've got uh, smoke night live mm-hmm. and in a stunning turn of events it is a drew estate uh show on on friday with uh with fabian dirty fabian right. will be there and what you yeah, know
0: fabian what? Ziegler, he is the brand manager of the how do they refer to that? I, I got, I've got. I know he head. oversees acid.
1: Yeah, he's it's the, the old,
0: non-traditional cigars. Yeah, that's maybe, what they call is it. it. Is that what? The, yeah, yeah
1: Non-traditional the, cigars national brand manager right. Dirty Fabian. Right. So that'll be a fun show. Yeah, he's a no, character. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. He I, brings I, he
1: brings a lot of energy. No doubt. So so that's cool. We're kind of like an all. That was kind of an accident. That show has already been absolutely planned. That accident. was planned yeah. before we even did this. Um, and again, thanks to Drew Estate for these giveaways. I really can't wait to see what you guys come up with. We'll see you guys next week for the letter E as the odyssey continues. Everybody take a have a good week. Stay safe. We'll see you on the dojo. We'll